Welcome to episode number 168 of Take Him With You for April 22nd, 2012. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today on the podcast, we have a special guest. We have an interview with our good friend, Wayne Henderson, who you're going to really enjoy. We talk all about his life and what makes him tick. It's going to be fun. Yeah, he's a fellow podcaster too, so we'll talk all about podcasting and all that fun stuff. It's excellent. Plus, uh, we'll be talking about what happened at our house this last week, lots of stuff. So stick around. You like that cool music? It's very you. Yeah, I wrote that on my iPad. Mm-hmm. And is that the same music that you embedded behind a video for your more multimedia stuff? It is. It is one and the same, my dear. I, I thought I recognized it. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, yeah. So, we boy, what a crazy week we've had. And we'll talk about it a little bit when we come back right after this. <laughs> Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our show, The Amazing Race Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week and ultimately win the one million dollar prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. Check out the Fast Forward podcast in iTunes or at fastforwardtar.com. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward. I've been enjoying the Fast the fast Forward. I've been enjoying the Amazing Race this year, except for the last couple episodes have been really drama-filled. Okay. And usually they don't do that on the Amazing Race. It's more about the challenges, you know, and stuff. Uh-huh. But this time, for some reason, they're exemplifying is that the word uh, all the tension between the teams and people and stuff and it's i don't know i didn't don't really watch it for the soap opera part of it mm-hmm. and i don't really like that part so hopefully they'll not do that the rest of the season but alan joyce do an awesome job at you know doing all the the prep work and telling us all about the episode and then the comments and the predictions and all that jazz i listen every week to their podcast on the stitcher smart radio network you're there on Stitcher, just like we're on Stitcher. And you know what Stitcher is? Um, it's a kind of a cloud app where you can um, have all Ooh, your my favorite, wife's a techie. favorite podcasts that are at least on Stitcher. Uh-huh. Um, they automatically show up in your little Stitcher app, and you can click on them. You make and them your favorite to them, yeah. yeah. And you don't have any hard drive use; yeah. it just streams it, which is really convenient for us that mm-hmm. have too much stuff on our iPods, yeah, and iPhones and iPads. And, and all if that I forget to, because um, before, like I, I have a Bible app, the Daily Audio Bible, and different mm-hmm. things. If I, before, I had to download them all on my iTunes account. And if I forgot, then I kind of get behind. And now I can just use my Stitcher for my daily audio Bible. It's awesome, isn't it? And and whatever else, my fringe casting Mm -hmm. or 
Um, With I Wayne have, and Dan? I have my Anomaly on there. Yeah. And, Is and Anomaly on there now? I, I'm pretty sure. I don't no, have I think my they phone. Just, I think they just signed up. Okay. I thought I had them on there, though. I didn't. I, well, I keep looking for them, and I don't find them on Stitcher yet. But I think they signed up for it. So. Okay. And I believe Waffle yeah. On with our good friend Meds and, and Kel are going to be on Stitcher as well, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that Rico from Trex and Sci-Fi does that, too. That would be really yeah, cool. Really and then our friend Dan. Hard I, drive space. I, yeah, I talked to Dan from uh, our uh, Out of Range podcast that we listen to. Mm-hmm. And he's when he puts out another one, he said he's going to get on Stitcher as okay, well. Okay, now there is another option if you have 3G. If you have like a 3G iPhone um, or or whatever, 4G. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes if I forgot mm-hmm. to download it before mm-hmm. I had Stitcher, I could just go click on it and listen to it streaming. That's right. We have the streaming capabilities on our website. So if you go to takehimwithyou.com, mm-hmm. you just push on the little button that has the little arrow, the play button, mm-hmm. and it'll stream it right there for you. Yeah. So you don't have to... You don't if, have to download an application if you don't want. Yeah, yeah. If you don't... And sometimes if you forget to download it onto your device before you leave home... It can be hard, especially because we live in the country. Our three G is real slow, and it won't let us download whole programs. Yeah. Um. So it says that it exceeds your limit or whatever, and so you can just click on it, and listen to it streaming. What from Stitcher or from, from us? From just from iTunes. Oh, we'll you let can, you do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you can do that too. Yeah. So yeah. there's lots of options to get the podcast, but uh, yeah. yeah, very fun. I'm just so glad our our friends Alan Joyce that do the the uh, podcast that we listen to. Uh huh. Um, they had a really interesting thing happen. They had a, uh, their, just like us, right next to their water meter, they sprung a leak. Oh, we've had that happen before. And unfortunately, it was on their side. Uh-huh. If it's on the side of the consumer, then we have to pay to get it fixed. If it's yeah. on the side of the water company, then they pay to get it fixed. And but it was on their side. Yeah, and you and our son have fixed ours a couple, like, well, three yeah. times. And I thought I was going to be Mr. Helper, you know, and come to the rescue and help my friend because I really wanted them not to have to pay lots of money. Yeah. And so I, I, he calls me. I tell call me on my phone, you know. So we're talking and everything, and I'm like, oh, it's really easy to fix. Andrew and I have done it with a neighbor. You know, you just buy this rubber hose, and you put it between – you cut the other rubber hose off, and you put the new one in there and put the little well, – I don't it, think it's and, rubber hose. It, I think it's PVC pipe. But, no, it was rubber hose. And ours was? Yes, as it was. Huh. And get this. What? In Arizona, where they're at, uh-huh. it's copper pipe. Oh. Uh, you know what? Uh, they, they don't have as much rain. See, exactly. for us, the PVC or plastic or rubber, whatever it is. We have to do that. That that works better because we get, you know, 100 inches of rain a yeah. year here. And they don't get that there. They only it's get already 95 in Arizona. Yeah. So anyway... He couldn't, you know, you can't just chop up copper. you got to have somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah, and so exactly. they had to hire a plumber. But it wasn't as expensive as they thought. So well, I'm very good. happy for them that they got their leak fixed. Yeah, all those little things in life that happen. And yeah, you yeah. kind of go, oh, but if you don't fix them, you're going to have huge bills. So you got to fix them. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guess what? Hey, what? Our friend Joe from Canada. Yeah. Who does the UMB podcast. Upper Memory Block podcast with the old like about the old video games. Okay, he is got a couple more shows to go, but then he's going to cover Space Quest. He told me. Oh, that was your favorite. Yeah, you used to play so that for hours with I'm, our. I'm really looking our friends Kenny and Don. Yeah. I remember that. Really, really looking forward. Uh, I don't know. I think that's in about 
It could be six weeks from now because he does what every other week, doesn't he? Let me see. Yeah, maybe three weeks. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, all I know is that I'm looking forward to it. Joe, if you're listening, I'm looking forward to the Space Quest episode. I'm sure you are. I'll be sending in comments for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this week has been a little bit crazy, a little bit crazy, crazy, crazy. We uh, got to journey up to LaConnor, Washington. Oh, that was so beautiful. And we spent the day at the tulip mm-hmm. farm. That was that was a little slice of heaven. It, it was, was pretty so cool. Beautiful. I was pretty amazed. Our good friend Shirley Katz from uh, Canada. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We've been talking about getting with her. We haven't seen her in many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. And she drove down with a friend, and we drove up. So it was a three about a three and a half hour drive for us up, and about a two and a half three hour drive for them down. Mm-hmm. I think. And we met them in LaConnor, and we just had a great time. It was way better than I thought. I thought, oh, it'll be kind of pretty, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was it was beyond spectacular. There's just acres of tulips, just all different colors and varieties. And I don't think we've ordered any yet, but we have a list oh, going, man. a well, dream he, list. Here's what they do to mm-hmm. you, and that's a great idea. You go to this beautiful, I don't know how many acres it is, but it's full of blooming tulips. I mean, they're gorgeous. And they all have, different colors. And they and have all these daffodils. display gardens, too, that uh-huh. just make your mouth water. They're so beautiful. Well, I don't know about mouth water because you can't eat a tulip. Well, or your eyes drool, I guess. <laughs> all right. Well, the interesting thing is when you walk in, it's like five bucks to get into the farm. Mm-hmm. Not very expensive. I guess it used to be free, too. Shirley was telling us that when they first came, it was free. And then the next year, it was a dollar. And the next year, it was two. And now it's five. But they have a big gift shop and everything. Well, mm-hmm. when you walk in, they hand you a guide to the ground so you can figure out where everything is. And then they also hand you a catalog. <laughs> They're smart. Yeah. And in the catalog are very affordable very affordable, Mm -hmm. um, pictures of every type of tulip that you'll find on the tour. Affordable pictures. (laughs) Affordable tulips. They're actually not bad because it ends up being like a dollar a tulip, doesn't it? Well, actually even less. Less Um, Some of them you can get 10 bulbs for like six something. So so about 70 cents a tulip. Some are more expensive, but not much more. They hand us both a catalog and, uh, we end up with, I think an old lady sat next to me on a on a chair somewhere and sat on my catalog, so I didn't retrieve it. But uh, you brought, brought you home. brought one home, and, yeah. and so she writes her little wish list down and then says, oh, here, honey, if you want to write down a few of them that you want, just write them down here. So I wrote my wish list down, and when you got home, how many were? <laughs> There's a lot. I went and scratched half of my wish list off because I'm going, we won't be able to get all of those. Oh, things. you were just being a martyr. <sighs> You well, were. I kept my favorites. There's some double tulips I really want to get. And then some daffodils. Would that make them quad lips? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you didn't like the double tulips as much as I did. But my favorite flower is they the peony. They look like peony. cabbages. Well, the, my favorite flower is the peony. And it actually really resembled the peony. How it had lots and lots of petals. I can make jokes about roughly. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I love roses and peonies, and I love all kinds of flowers, but um, I love these tulips. And then there are some um, kind of double um, daffodils, too, that I really liked, yeah, that I'd like to get some of those. And it's just so hard to have self-control because we really need to, you know, not go crazy there. But, yeah, I mean, 
you could easily spend a couple hundred dollars on tulip bulbs because there are just so many beautiful oh, I know, ones. I know. You know, just getting ten of each and it's just well. Crazy. Then the the other part is where are you going to plant them all? I guess we're going to have to figure that out, aren't we? Because well, I'm going to order them. I have a plan. You have a plan. I do. Like the Cylons had a plan. Um, maybe not that fancy of a plan, but um, I have containers that I'm going to be planting vegetables in. Okay. And so I'll be putting my little starts that I started in the house mm-hmm. in these containers outside. Okay. And they'll be done in the fall. Okay. And then I'll put my tulip bulbs in there and my daffodil bulbs. In the same place the vegetables In the same are? place the vegetables had been. And then when they'll be in there in the fall and all winter, and then they'll come up in spring. And when they're about done... Then you let them kind of wilt a little bit because the strength needs to go into the bulbs. But then you can pull them out uh-huh. and plant your vegetables again. Okay, that sounds like a deal. Spring, Do you fertilize yeah. the the? Yeah, you dirt. can add some fish fertilizer, compost, all kinds of good organic things. Mm. Yes. Well, that sounds like a plan. Then I guess I better get ordered now. When do we get the bulbs? They'll come in the fall time. So you order time. them now and you get them in the fall. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Delayed gratification. Yeah, but you get 20 free bulbs if you order them by, like, May something, I think. Uh, I've got a great gallery up on our Facebook, on my Facebook page, if you'd like to look at the tulips that I took pictures of, and a video on our video blog you can watch, too, when we went to the Rosengard Tulip Farm. I have a lot of pictures on my um, Facebook page also, but I just took them with my cell phone, and I found out my lens was kind of... Dirty, so oh, yeah, I they're that. a little bit blurry, but they're still really pretty. I think. Okay. Yeah, but Rick Rick took his with his good Canon fancy digital thingy. I also took a bunch of with my my camera phone. Camera. I have the same camera phone you do, dear. But you just had a cleaner lens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see that at facebook.com forward slash Rick dot Moyer, or. or Facebook.com forward slash Amy.Moyer. And also on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Rick Moyer 777. Some of these new pictures that I took are going in the cool window frames that I do, which will be available for sale at the Art Walk at the end of July. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to be a busy boy with that. You're doing a website for the Art Walk. Well, yeah, I'm helping and with it. And you're pretty much doing it, other than maybe them sending you some pictures to put on it. Yeah. And then uh, they asked you to MC it. They didn't ask me to MC it. I volunteered. Oh, okay. Sorry. I might yeah. be playing one of the entertainment spots, too, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to be upset about that, because that means I will be in the booth by myself. So if anybody from our podcast world wants to come and visit with me in the booth while Rick's fluttering about doing his emceeing and inter- you know playing stuff come in july 28th downtown yeah. aberdeen come and visit me in the booth because i'll be hanging d- hanging how do you call that holding, holding down the, the fort, fort. <laughs> yeah you don't want to hang the fort that <laughs> would be bad hang down the fort you're all like getting hanged i'm holding the down the fort and um hopefully selling some of his artwork yeah. So yes. the other things I've been working on this week has been a uh, a law firm that I did a cool little promo for. I'm almost done with that project. And I did also Fisher Plumbing in Seattle hired me to do jingles for them and the voiceovers for their new videos that go on Comcast mm-hmm. uh, commercial and also on their website. And 
that should be kind of cool. That'll come out and I'll let everybody see that. It'll be fun. Can you sing just a little bit of their jingle? We're here when you need us. Fisherplumbing.com. How's that? Very good, dear. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> It sounds better than that. <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been doing a lot for a, a um, talent agent friend of yours that's from China. So he calls. Oh yeah, very I'm, odd I'm, times of the day. Yeah, he's from China, but he's not really from China. He's from New York, and then he lives in Oregon. But he's, yeah, but he's, but he's right now he's with his family in China. in China because they adopted some. Chinese children and they wanted them to learn English and Chinese so they figured why not take them to China yeah I mean when you work from your studio at home you can mm -hmm. do just about whatever you want and he's got a great group of people he does animation and stuff mm -hmm. well anyway I do the uh, voices for a new contract that he got with appliancezone.com I am Zony the alien yeah yeah and uh so he'll call like at eight in the morning and I'll answer a hello <laughs> yeah and um yeah so it's quite fun because he's, he's like what time is it there i didn't wake you oh no we were up <laughs> but but yeah he calls at odd times so um but yeah you've been really busy with your work and i've been very busy with my work so it kinda, thanks everybody for praying for us to get yeah. clients and to get work that's very helpful it helps pay the bills yes amen so you never know like next week could be dead i don't know we'll find out I, I have know. I have quite a few regular clients. You have great. So you have you have real consistent clients. I have seventeen. Yeah, and remember when we clients. were worried you were going to even have like three or four? <laughs> yeah, I have seventeen clients. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty busy. I'm I'm actually having to turn some people down. Yeah. Because I don't have anywhere to fit them. Yeah. Well, let's see. Anything else happen? We went to. I did a wedding last night. Um. Yeah. That, that was, was fun. They're that young, was... really young couple. I thought, oh, man, they're so young. And then I realized they're the same age we were when we got married. Well, now this was kind of a first for us. It was the first goth wedding you ever did. I don't know if it was really goth or not. Well, you know. It didn't seem to be. I thought it was going to be a lot more than it was. Well, the ceremony was a Christian ceremony. Yeah. Um, but the, the couple that got married, um, they like goth stuff, you know, to, you know all the black their colors were black and blue and purple. red and purple the cake was beautiful the cake was a deep red with oh, purple awesome. with ninjas on it <laughs> ninjas yeah there were little ninjas i took pictures i didn't see the ninjas mm -hmm. i saw the flowers <laughs> it was actually one of the best tasting cakes oh my I've goodness ever it was fantastic tasted. i had a little piece but oh. it really made me want to go back and get i know one. i did too so i had to good. hold myself back because there was so much cake left over, I wanted to go get like three or four pieces, and I didn't. But, uh, oh, it was so, so good. It was really good, because mm -hmm. I'm not a real cake fan, but it was moist and yeah. had really good, um, kind of a creamy, buttery so frosting. So we went so. out there and did rehearsal at 2 and on mm -hmm. a Friday, which was kind of nice. And then you and I went out for dinner, and, and I went to this place called the Rusty Tractor, and, and I took, took awesome, pictures. cool pictures for my window frames. I'm going to do a really cool rusty frame uh, portfolio which is just uh, they turned out beautiful and i can't wait to blow those up and put them in the frames i got a lot of work to do on the frames still though yeah but i'm um, looking forward to that and then the wedding went really well there here's the funny story 
of the wedding. Okay. Oh, all no. you geeks out there, I you'll love what, this. I think I know what you're going to yeah. say. I do all of my weddings and funerals and preaching and everything else that I do publicly when I speak off my iPad. And what do you normally do before we leave? I normally print out a copy of the of the notes that I have and just in case for some reason I drop the iPad or it just doesn't work or loses power. And and you always until yesterday always have printed a, out a, a backup copy. copy. Yeah. Well, yesterday, 3 minutes before the ceremony, I went to go bring it up on my iPad and realized that at dinner they had Wi-Fi and I had checked my email and it had pushed my email down to where I couldn't get it anymore. Not the ceremony that I had sent myself. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have Wi-Fi at the place where we had the wedding. And so I couldn't get the ceremony to come up on my iPad. Uh Okay, panic time. Because what do you do? I mean, I've done a lot of weddings, but I didn't want to wing it. I don't want to ruin it for them, you know. And so it just occurred to me, I've got my iPhone. So I brought my iPhone out. It has 3G on it. And I, uh, I looked up my Comcast internet and went into that program and found the with 30 seconds before the ceremony started I had it up on my iPhone and I did the whole wedding off of my iPhone isn't that funny well that's you know, funny it's a first and thankfully Never done that you before. did have a backup so yeah well that was close we, the wedding was a good 20 minutes from our house so yeah, we couldn't what, have gone and got it <laughs> no because it would have taken 40 I just, minutes actually to what i it. really need to do is just go find a place with wi-fi yeah <laughs> well jade what are you doing there oh andrew just got home yeah our son was in town getting some stuff so that that was my exciting thing 30 the first time ever 30 seconds before the wedding i finally got the script up that i was supposed to read and go off of and how do you think the wedding went dear I think it was a lot of fun. You always make um, weddings a fun occasion, joyous occasion, and um, it's the, a festive occasion. No, let's not argue and bicker about who killed who. Well, there was thankfully no killing at this wedding, <laughs> but um, it was really sweet. The parents, you know, talked to us right be- after the rehearsal, and they were both wiping tears from their eyes oh, during the rehearsal, and and they said. Yes, we started crying clear back when we first read the notes for the wedding that uh-huh. you sent, and you know, and and the dad was saying, "I think I'm going to need a bounty paper towel. These yeah. these Kleenexes just aren't working." Yeah. <laughs> so, but but they got their kid, their daughter married, Yay. and they were they're married. They were very happy. They're married. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That was what our week has been like. And zero 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 one zero one. What are you singing? <gasps> Have you never heard this? No. It's uh, Flight of the Concords. <laughs> it's it's a it's a song about after the ro- robots kill all the humans. Okay. And take over the world. Oh, and they go. The humans are dead. That's right. They are dead. The humans are dead. I poked this one. It's dead. <laughs> it's good. I gotta make you listen to it. Alrighty then. <laughs> Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity, peculiarity, irregularity, inconsistency, incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. 
costuming, and general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. We just, we, we were able to, on Tuesday night, to sit down with our good friend Wayne Henderson, and we were able to interview him. And I'll tell you what, Amy, couldn't we have talked all night? Isn't yeah. he fun? Yeah. I'd really like to meet him and his wife someday. They live clear down in uh, Southern California. It sounds like we have Or is it Northern a... California? I can't remember. Southern California. Southern California. Yeah. Sounds like we have a lot in common yeah. because you have all the, the podcasting radio background. Uh-huh. And, and you his, do all this gardening and stuff and so does his wife. Yeah. 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 But we had a really great interview with Wayne and it was it was refreshing and it was fun and we got to geek out a little bit together and mm-hmm. it just was I thought the I thought it was very uplifting, didn't you? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think it went really well, and it was really encouraging to me, and I've been meaning to to write Wayne about this, is that, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes you raise huh? your kids oh, yeah. up in and in to serve God and, to, you know, do certain things, and then they don't for a time, and Wayne shared that as part of his testimony, how he grew up in church, and he grew up to love God, and and stuff and then you know he went through a time where he didn't but through through the um a few people at work really living their faith and sharing giving him a bible and stuff that he could understand and read how he came back and that just really encouraged me cool. um, to have faith and and um you know sometimes you you see young adults kind of uh, kind of exploring their own path and and the Bible has a promise that says to train your children up in the way they should go and when they are old they will not depart from it and um, and I think that's you know Wayne's kind of a testimony to that. that What's that the word through. you're using the word testimony what does that mean? Well uh, an, an example. example there you go an example a story a story. His, everybody's got a story. Yeah. I like Wayne's story. So why don't we play yeah. it for everybody so they can hear it? Oh, I kind of already gave a little ex- <laughs> You did. I was like, what are you doing? You should say it afterwards, not before. That's okay. We're you gonna- can edit. <laughs> no, that's right. we'll, we'll play it now. Wayne, thank you for being on the program. And uh, here it is, our interview with Wayne Henderson on the Taking With You podcast. We'll be back afterwards to, to uh, finish up. us today in the studio well not actually in the studio but via skype in the studio is our good friend wayne henderson hi wayne hello so glad to have you on the show finally i i i've known you for quite some time now well a few years and it's Mm -hmm. just really i've listened to a, a lot of your podcasts and i enjoy all the work that you do and you're 
your presence on Facebook and, and on Twitter and and your websites and all the cool things that you do. And, of course, we're going to talk about those as we go here. But uh, Amy's also here with me. Hi, Amy. Hi. You were yawning. I was. It's been a long work day, but um, for I'm excited about tonight because... You listen Wayne, to Wayne, too. Yeah, Wayne does a podcast that I really enjoy listening to, which I'm sure he'll talk about soon. What podcast is that, Amy? It's Fringe Casting. With Wayne and Dan. Metal Dan and Wayne, yeah. <laughs> yes. well, very cool. And, I never know what Metal Dan is going to say, but Wayne tries to keep him on track. Yeah, 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 I've noticed that. He tells me I don't do a very good job at it. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a challenge. <laughs> Well, Wayne, you um, you have fascinated me because you have very similar interests to me. And I, I noticed that as I was watching your Twitter feed and listening to some of your promos and materials and, and listening to your podcast and stuff, I realized that you have a lot of the same passions that I do with doing voiceover work, with doing uh, music and um, sci-fi and all sorts of different things. So... Why don't I do this? Why don't I just let you go just a little bit here and talk a little bit about yourself? Who are you, Wayne? And what do you do? What's your mission in life? What what makes you tick? Oh, my goodness. Out of any interview I've ever done, that's got to be one of the hardest questions <laughs> that's been, ever been asked. I My name is Wayne Henderson. That's kind of who I am or how I've been labeled, um, <laughs> though through the years, I've had many nicknames from the Wayne Deer, Wayne Grenade, uh, Wayne Ariatic, Wayne O, um, and lately, uh, some other uh, people that I know call me Wayne Dizzle. But yo, Wayne Dizzle. <laughs> yeah, and my street cred is yeah, it's through the roof. That's fantastic. Uh, what I do, uh, that is, that is a tough one. <laughs> I mean, I do this. Yeah. And I do that. Yeah. Oh, and the other. Yeah. You drive a um, sweet car. <laughs> that's true. I do drive around in my 2003 Dark Shadow Mineral Gray Mustang Mach 1 oh my with gosh. 305 American horsepower. I so wish I lived next to you because I would drive around with you. And we'd listen to like 80s metal. And yeah, it'd be fun. When I'm not listening to podcasts, yeah. That's right. Because you're at it, addicted. Yeah, I'm addicted to listening to podcasts, maybe even more than producing podcasts. That's pretty tough. That's a lot of podcasting. That is. Okay, so you were saying, sorry. That that's what it was. That that's it. You're not going to you're not going any further with who you are and what makes you tick. I don't know how to describe it or put it into words as far as what makes me tick I, in a, in a good way or yeah. not what yeah, yeah not, me not, off. not what makes you tick, but actually what inspires you. Oh. That's a better. That's a better. I didn't put that on the list too. So you're like, oh my gosh, oh, what's he asking me? This throwing part? a curveball already, Thank you for that. And I'm not even a baseball fan, so I don't know what to do with a curveball. Yeah. Well, I'm not a football fan either. So there. I think you might be this fall because in uh, late September, I just found out the Green Bay Packers are coming up to Seattle to play your Seahawks. Really? I think uh, you and Amy should uh, pay the stadium a visit. <laughs> are, so. If you if you go, I'll go. We're, we're thinking of finding a way to finally making it up to uh, that part of Washington and going to that fabulous stadium the Seahawks play in. Well, uh, then add a few extra days and come see us, and we'll take you on some adventures. Adventures in Washington and Oregon. <laughs> adventures in the Royal Land. Sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love football and uh, just following, you know, the 
13-time world champion Green Bay Packers wow. and the rest of the teams as well. And technology, like you touched on in the intro there, yeah. geekery stuff, you know, oh, yeah. the iMac and the iPad and the iPhone and and just electronics. Because I've kind of been into the whole electronic thing, like a lot of guys and even some women, since it, just being a little kid. Because yeah. I'd go downstairs in the basement, my dad and my older brother had reel-to-reel tape decks. I remember those. An actual microphone and <sighs> the joys you could have. Oh, my goodness. I can relate. I used to do that. I remember when I got enough money to buy a Montgomery Ward's um, cassette deck uh, recorder at, with a microphone. And oh, I man. and I bought cassettes from Payless House of Values, blank ones, which were so cool. Plug those puppies in, and I would do radio shows for hours. It was what I did. Mm-hmm. Me too. I wish I had some of some more of the old reel-to-reel tapes of me and my nephew down in the basement recording fake radio programs. That's right. What were your call letters? Do you remember? <laughs> W-A-Y-M-E. Um, I believe my nephew... <laughs> you keep in mind, I, I was like 12 and my nephew was 10. Okay. So you can imagine... It's... Some of those call letters weren't so good, were they? I had bad call letters too sometimes. Really, dear? Oh yeah, I got in trouble at band camp one year. I did a completely really raunchy radio thing for all the people in my cabin, and uh, as I did it, they recorded it, and the the band director got a hold of the cassette tape, and they played it for all the the chaperones and the staff the next morning. I came walking up to the dining hall and heard my voice, and I put my ear to the window, and they were laughing and howling hysterically, and I got I got so I almost got suspended. You probably oh, wow. should have. You were such a yeah. little heathen. I wow, well, yeah. Uh, let's just say that. Our call letters were a little bit smelly. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So they were K-R-A-P. <laughs> no. No, they were worse, but, than, worse than that. No. We were just uh, <laughs> K-F-R-T. Oh, I like that. That's fantastic. <laughs> On the air and an air biscuit at the same time. There you go. When you're 10 and 12, that's what you do. That's right. I'm 40-something, yeah. and I still... Okay. There you go. That's what you do. He still acts like he's ten. You know? All right, stop it now. I don't want okay. like I'm ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh mercy. Um. Are... <laughs> so, so Wayne, I'm back on a serious note. Um. Serious. What, what serious you, note. What Is that a C you? sharp serious note? Oh. oh mercy. What got you started being interested in voiceovers, podcasting, and creative stuff like that? Did that or did you already answer that when you talked about the basement and the reel-to-reel? <laughs> uh, that was kind of like a little teaser, was doing some of that stuff down in the basement and recording and playing it for friends. It was almost like uh, podcasting because it was time-shifted. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then later on you grow up, you get other other interests and things like that. Sure. But uh, later on, I'm, you know, working in, I guess it was at the phone company in the uh, customer service area boy that was a, a joy but a lot of people were saying wow you sound like you should be on radio and i'm like yeah i'd always loved to be in radio but i never thought it was real so i finally got up the guts to enroll in uh, radio and television broadcasting school at uh, fullerton college and here in southern california and from there got into radio worked at a lot of different 
uh, radio stations in the area in Palm Springs and Redlands, 96.7, KCAL rocks and, and so things like cool. that. And you the man. That, that was a lot of fun to do. But as you know, Rick, from your time in radio. Yes. Uh, the paycheck doesn't really support you. That is the sad it, part about radio. It basically covers your gas to get to and from work and, and uh-huh. play. Yep. So after the last station I was at, I uh, decided to go automated on the weekends uh, and yes. the lay off all the automated. part-timers. Yeah. A common malady. Yeah. Uh, within a few months, my wife found a newspaper article about a Christian guy down a couple cities away in Riverside named Steve Webb over at LifeSpring Media. And there was an article about him all about this new thing called podcasting. Ooh. This was, uh, I think, around April 2005. And as soon as I read that and also read that he was doing some voiceovers, I was picturing in my mind, yeah, I could get some equipment and do voiceovers, get paid for it since I'm not in radio anymore, or at least at the present time. Right. And I could do these new podcasting things and talk about what I want, when I want, how I want. This is going to be awesome. That is really cool. So you were like, you were like state of the art on the edge. You were on the cutting edge, Wayne. <laughs> I don't know if I was at the cutting edge. It took me another five months uh, to really get things going as far as, uh, you know, getting the passion, learning about it, and then uh, reading online and even buying, uh, I believe, Todd Cochran, uh, Todd the Geek at Geek News Central was one of the first guys that actually published a book because this is before you know ebooks and all that. Right. How to do a podcast. So I devoured all the information. Wow. And started coming up with ideas. And then in August of 2005, I finally launched my own podcast, um, as well as started actually doing some voiceovers for some businesses here in the area, wow. which helped uh, pay for my MacBook Pro. So that was quite nice. Yeah. This is y'all yeah, see these these are things that I did not know about you. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew some of it because you've mentioned some stuff, you know, from time to time. Here and there. Here and there in the air. But uh, now I'm getting a, a bigger picture of this, man. You you were doing this a long time before I was doing this. And that's pretty cool because you you seem to me now, you can answer, you. I mean, this is, you know, personal stuff. But you seem to be very methodical in your, if you're going to jump into something, you're not like me who I jump in. And then go, what the heck did I just do? <laughs> you actually f- spent the time to research and get things figured out before you launched it. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But at the same time, it's also a little bit of a detriment. Uh, I do have a perfectionist um, streak to me. And I'm trying to counteract that with more of the just do it, you know, ship it. Right. Like that. Uh, is it Seth Godin that has the book uh, called? ship it something like that some along those lines like yeah. just just put it out there right okay. so I've, i'm trying to do more of that and even though i was methodical you know i've made so many little mistakes along the way with you know bad show names or <laughs> uh, not having the right kind of feeds set up and i did backtrack and fix a bunch of stuff right to finally get it uh semi-coherent so methodical but at the same time still making mistakes so does an interview like this is it hard for you to do this no. Oh, you're okay with kind of winging it on an interview? Yes. I'm a, especially on the receiving end where uh, I'm being asked most of the questions. Yes. Right. Not when you have to do the asking. Then I'd be a little more methodical. Uh, I got it. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that makes <laughs> sense. Well, very, very cool. All right. 
one of the things that we also share in common that I have noticed, and and because I've listened to your fringe casting with Wayne and Dan podcast, um, I noticed that you really like science fiction and fantasy type of TV shows and movies. And so tell me a little bit about some of your favorite TV shows, because we also watched uh, Alcatraz at the same time. Oh, yeah, And we watched Lost. I remember you talking. Oh, yes. And so tell me a little bit about some of your favorite TV shows and movies and why you like the kind that you do. Oh, okay. It's And who doesn't love good science fiction? Some people don't. Fantasy television and movies. There's a few. Because there are there are some really bad science fiction films. There's I know there's really folks that love them sci-fi. too. <laughs> we talk but about that on our podcast. With my P thirty two modulator, I will destroy the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I was a little kid, coming home from school and and having the I loved Lost in Space. Even the crazy last season that was in color. <laughs> I loved Lost in Space, and that was the year that the theme song was the best. But also Star Trek. I know you're a huge Trekkie. I am. But I would come home from school. They would be on in the afternoon, old reruns, because they were, you know, before my time. But I'd get a box of Cheerios out, just eat some dry Cheerios and watch, you know, Star Trek and Lost in Space before getting into homework or whatever. Right. Those were probably the first science fiction shows that just got me sucked into the genre. And then it really... As far as why I like those early ones, that I don't know. You just <laughs> I just like them. You know, yeah, they, they would touch on maybe some concepts of time travel. Yeah. Because I think there was an episode of Lost in Space where supposedly they ended up in some sort of area of this planet where they were able to see Earth live. Yeah. Which, of course, now with satellites, we can do that kind of ourselves yeah but some of the more current things you touched on it you know alcatraz was really cool yeah we love fringe yeah and absolutely loved lost and yes lost was something special that i can't really put my finger on other than you know we had these great characters and the writers were so creative and some of the same writers are doing once upon a time now yeah and it's got a lot of the same feel yeah where after you see about six or ten episodes you start getting a feel for these people. Yeah. And then you learn things about their past. You're like, oh. Ah, so that's what. It, okay. So then I guess the big question that needs to be asked, what did you think about the ending of Lost? I personally loved the ending of Lost. I really enjoyed the whole uh, alternate. It wasn't even an alternate reality, but kind of this <laughs> flash sideways world, this construct that all of them on the island kind of made. As a meeting place, you know, it's not exactly biblical or anything like that, but this right. meeting place where they would all go to after dying, whether it was on the island or after they got off the island, but before they moved on to heaven or wherever. Or wherever, and, yeah. And I know a lot of people were upset, mostly because for whatever reason, even though the producers were saying for the last two seasons, look, we're not going to answer all the questions. We're very sorry, but some of the stuff doesn't really matter. It's all about the characters. So. Right. There were still people thinking that in that two or three hour series finale that they were going to find out all the answers about <laughs> the polar bear's bracelet or right. such and such as a scarf that they wore in, you know. Right. I really enjoyed it. Um, that that show was something special. And I think especially because it came to prominence the same time that podcasting and yeah. Twitter and social media, it was just a perfect marriage. It really as, was. 
as far as movies, the first Matrix movie just blows my mind and just makes you really think, what if? Yeah. What if this isn't real? You know, I know just something to ponder and imagine what would it be like to be those people stuck in the Matrix? Yes. And of course, you've got the hero who comes and saves all these people. Yeah. There's so many movies that kind of loosely based on biblical stories. Oh, yeah. And it just keeps it going. It's great. All the way from The Wizard of Oz yeah. to The Matrix and some pretty excellent Star Trek movies too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll never forget one time we had a men's meeting at our church. And um, it was we were going through some book, I can't, on a video series. And we were all sitting around the table in our discussion group. And the question was, what's your favorite movie and why? And so, of course, they're all going around saying, oh, my favorite movie is the John Wayne movie where, blah, blah, blah. you know, somebody else is like, yeah, I really like that one movie with, uh, you know, John Claude Van Damme, you know, and, all, and they're, they're all, and I get to me, gets to me and I said, oh, I really like Star Trek, The Undiscovered Country, and it gets all quiet. Crickets. <laughs> and they, yeah, they looked at me and, and, the, and so the next, the following question was, well, whatever movie you liked, it's because that's your life mission. And it mm. occurred to me that uh, I loved the plot of Undiscovered Country because it was Kirk and his crew going into the galaxy, beating up on the bad guys and rescuing the galaxy from being annihilated and 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 saving saving people. And it occurred to me that's exactly what I that's what makes me go. And nice. isn't that interesting? That's pretty cool. It was. A roundabout way to look at it, like yeah. making you come up with a movie first and then, then turning that it back on yeah. how it affects and, your and life. And, of course, it made me really wonder, though, when somebody said Pulp Fiction was their favorite. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we got ourselves a serial killer right here. <laughs> or just somebody that might say E.T. or <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, something along those yeah. lines. Well, my favorite one is a Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I thought that was interesting that that – was kind of brought up at a uh, church uh, men's group meeting. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, one of the most memorable moments <laughs> at church. How it, it was like, uh-oh, they've been watching me. You ever get those moments? Yes. Because the, the youth pastor was uh, leading the sermon that week, and this was about three, maybe four years ago. Uh -huh. And he started off the sermon by asking the audience, how many people here know who Benjamin Linus is? Oh, my gosh. And you're like, I do. <laughs> and then I'm like, why is he asking me this? <laughs> <laughs> I know him. That's hilarious. So exactly. did he call you out in front of everybody? No, there was actually, this was when Lost was at its peak, I think, because uh, okay. there was a lot of people. They cheered and all that stuff because yeah. he was the bad guy everybody loved to hate. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Good actor. Yeah. Which I, we're, we're enjoying a show that he's in right person now. Person of Interest. Person of Interest oh, yeah. is really That's a good. cool show with the... Uh, 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 Jim Caviezel or Cav how do you say <laughs> Jim Caviezel, the guy that played uh, Jesus, that's right, right. the yeah. Passion of the Christ. It's him. He's mm -hmm. he's not quite like Jesus in this one, but uh, he, he's, no, you know, kind of he has does a, kick butt, but he has know. a past of being a cold blooded killer for the CIA or something. But, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> but you know, he's he's wanting to do good now and kind of maybe. Um, silence some of the demons from the past by, Ooh, by being redempted. You know, being, I don't we know. We like that Being show. good now. Yeah. <laughs> Saving people now, not just, not just doing bad things anymore. So, okay, so, you, so you've been interested in science fiction, and are you more interested in science fiction than the fantasy realm, or? 
What what would you say your yes. favorite is? I, I would say yes, the science fiction more than fantasy. And I used to kind of lump it all together. And it really isn't the same. Yeah. In fact, I felt really blessed <coughs> in, in, when I was in high school. I think it was my senior year. You know, I needed more credits and there were all these electives. And one of the English teachers got permission to teach a class called an English class called Thick and Fan, science fiction and fantasy. And I'm like, wow. this is up my alley. I'm going to get high school credits for That's reading awesome. science fiction and fantasy books. Awesome. Everything from Ray Bradbury, Edgar Rice Burroughs with the, uh, uh, you know, there was the John Carter of Mars movie. But right. we read the books, you know, the classic almost 100-year-old books. Wow. And then I devoured all the books and learned the differences Kind of, I don't remember what a lot of them are now, but the differences between uh, fiction, you know, science fiction and fantasy. But the uh, teacher, I remember it is clear as day, even though it was a long time ago, saying, you know, Wayne, if you really want to blow your mind, um, it's a series of books that we can't read here at school because <laughs> it's a public school and we're high school students. But he said, if you want to blow your mind, check out some of the books by Philip K. Dick. And ever since then, and in reading some of Philip's books, and he, he's been dead since like 1982, but his books were so ahead of their time, and they did blow my mind. You know, the books that were turned into Blade Runner and Total Recall, Minority Report, really? uh, the Adjustment Bureau. Yeah, yeah. Some, some heavy hitters in the world of science fiction. They really make you think. And even though The Matrix is not attributed to Philip K. Dick. The uh, two brothers that wrote and directed it do profess to being huge Philip K. Dick fans. Yeah, you could and tell. You can really tell. And he, they more than borrowed from a lot of his books. In yeah, fact, probably, yeah. Later on in Philip's life, he was, uh, he had some sort of experience, a spiritual experience of some sort. And he started writing out this exegesis. And he talks about having this vision. And he even used the words, seeing the matrix of the fake cardboard world. And I'm like, wow, hmm, that sounds familiar. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So we've been hinting around here and there and talking a little bit about spiritual things. And so let me ask you this, Wayne, because, well, I kind of know already, but I'm, we'll ask for our listening audience. Are you a believer in Christ? Yes, I am. And so how did that happen? Because I would imagine you weren't always a believer. Well, this is another one of those really hard questions to describe and put into words. I, I think I've been a believer uh, for as long as I can remember, brought up um, in the church as a kid with, with my parents and all of that. Were they, uh, they were steady goers to church and stuff? Yes. Okay, all right. Yes, because Amy and Amy went to church. Well, I before she that was born. Remark. Yeah, gone, before I've, you were born. I've gone to yeah. church since nine months before I was born. Yeah. yeah, mom. Yeah, they have a very they. Well, they still have a very church going family, and mm -hmm. they actually are some of the founders of the Baptist Church in Raymond. Excellent. Yes. First Baptist my, Church. My my grandpa helped build the building that yeah. I grew up going to church in. <laughs> Yeah, we got married in that church. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so did my parents. I went to Christmas Eve service last year at that church. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, a bunch of my family. So okay, so as there. long as you can remember, then you and have you been? Have you felt like you've been closer to God at some times in your life than others? <coughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh, probably you know when it got into my mid-teens, uh, kind of 
fell away from the church and and not paying attention to that side of things, uh, bad you know rebellion mistakes along those side of things, and that was you know maybe from about the time I was uh, fifteen till late twenties, maybe even around thirty. Wow! So you had a real a long stretch there where you weren't really faith wasn't that important to you. Right, and that was that was a mistake, and for I just didn't have the right people around me to really steer me back around and things like that. Slap you upside the head, and say stop, it, Some, Wayne. Something along those lines. Yeah. Till uh, I ended up in a a different work group in a different city, and they must have noticed some things, or were just being led to do this. And they, a lot of them were carpool partners, and uh, this one guy really went out of his way and showed me some uh, neat little track booklets and let me borrow them. And then when I got transferred out of that department about six or nine months later, they pitched in and bought me my own uh, Bible, wow. which I, I'd had my own Bible that I had moved around with me through all my places. You know, the one that my parents gave me when I was uh, like eight years old and got baptized. Right. And so I, and it was the King James Bible, which I never really understood as much from it. And then everybody at work pitched in and got me a, uh, and NIV. And then that just started the growth. And I started attending a church again and uh, got back on track. Let me ask you, when you, when you weren't walking in faith, were, did it ever bug you? I mean, were there ever times that you were reminded of something and you thought, man, I really should get back on track or, or was it just complete, nah, I'm not going to do anything like that. Or were there times that, that kind of tugged at you? There were a few times now and then that I don't remember the exact instances, but there were times where things would come to mind and and I would even uh, pray a few times. And this was before really getting drawn back into going to church and reading uh, the Bible. That There were definitely instances, but I don't know. I didn't pay them as much heed um, at the time as I should have. Right. Okay, so fast forward to your life now. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're see. So much, it's not even oh, funny. Mercy. I've got two of them now. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, listeners. It's okay, okay, so so we fast forwarded now. We have already done it. We've already fast forwarded, and and here we are talking to you right now. How important is your faith to you now? It's it's very very important, and I'm I'm blessed that I've got that in my life as well as with my family and my kids and the extended family here in town. And a lot of us uh, go to church together, and we have the fellowship, and and you know go out to lunch together afterwards. Okay, well, okay. Now I gotta, I have to ask this question because okay, if you have to, I, I have to. Um, now I listen to a lot of your stuff. You, you understand, and I've talked to you. And now I'm friends with you. We instant message and and Twitter and all that jazz and Facebook and stuff. Um, you don't come off as a stuffy religious person. How does that work? How can you be? A believer, you have faith, yet you're a cool guy. How does that work? <laughs> well, I almost all the people that I know that do have faith are pretty cool people. I uh, I think part of it might be because of my uh, perfectionist way that if I I mean now and then I catch myself that I'd like I catch myself thinking that I'd like to maybe have a spiritual program or or something where I could really share you know the gospel a little bit in more direct ways. But to be honest, I wouldn't be very good at it. Yeah. So I I, I haven't found a way to do it yet. 
Well, one thing I have to comment, because I think it's coming up on a year ago that I first started listening to the Fringe Casting. and The Fringe Casting Podcast, podcast. with Wayne and Dan. Yeah. Um, and I have plug, to plug. just say that I've been very happy that, um, you know, Dan can get a little PG sometimes, but, <laughs> y- you know, you... You do a really good, you have a, a, I feel like you try to keep things pretty wholesome. And I appreciate that because it, it can get kind of awkward sometimes if you're listening to a podcast that you think is going to be something that will be encouraging and interesting. And, you know, if it gets real crude or something and you go, um, this is awkward, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I just appreciate that. You know, maybe you're not, like, preaching and hitting people over the head with the 40-pound family Bible. But just, you know, just trying to have a good example out there. That's, I mean, I think that that's needed in our society is just having some people that are living their lives, living their faith, and, and not... I don't know how if I'm saying that right. Not being pushy. (laughs) Not being pushy, but being real and just, you know, showing their faith by the way they live. Yeah, absolutely. And I did make a conscious effort where I really wanted to keep all the shows that I produce, you know, I wanted to keep that clean tag. I I just really want to do that. And, you know, sometimes things, even from uh, listeners that come in on fringe casting now and then, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And even when I've tried to steer things back to, you know, I think it was about a season and a half ago where I maybe got a little more heavy handed than I should have uh, talking kind of negatively towards the adultery that they were really bringing up on the show during that time. And I had some listeners send me some messages. It's like, what do you have against all that anyway? And I'm like, you know, that's just not the way I want to present it on the show. Right, right. And I know that, you know, the other the fringe podcast, you know, the Daryl that produces that, um, he's a Christian guy and he keeps his as clean as possible. But I know there's one or two other fringe podcasts that, uh, I don't know if they're still being produced cause I couldn't listen anymore where the, the ladies, man, they would just get, uh, beyond PG 13. And it was just, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for some people that's perfectly fine for me with as many podcasts that I want to listen to, I, I can easily avoid some of those and still get uh, a lot of good entertainment. And and Dan never really goes over the line. And we go way back. We since we were in a hard rock band together back in the late '80s, early '90s. You know, we we you know always butted heads a little bit, but in fun. Yeah. yeah. What What was your band's name? We actually had two names. Yeah. Because when it first came out, it was kind of like my side project after I left this one band. That it seemed like all they wanted to do was rehearse. I'm like, come on, we got to. You know, to use that Seth Godin phrase again, ship it. Yeah. Let's get out there and do some shows. No, I'm afraid. No, let's do shows. So I finally quit for my own band, uh, stole Dan from that band. Uh (laughs) And we were doing shows, whether we were ready or not, we were doing shows within like two, three months. And so I had called the band Concession. Ooh, that's nice. And I don't really remember the exact reasons why, other than we had a pretty cool logo. Yeah, that's well, (laughs) then that's all that matters. But then after uh, midway through, uh, Dan wanted to go more in a metal, more of a metal direction, and we got a, a new guitarist. Uh, they wanted to be more metal uh, instead of just hard rock. Right. And so 
the play on the name concession, I conceded and we renamed the band Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary. Wow. Now, doesn't that sound like a metal band from the late 80s? It is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Typhoid Mary. Yeah. And we played a bunch of shows around Montclair, California, backyard parties. And we were like Spinal Tap in some ways. Oh, that's so funny. Sometime I'm going to help clean up the mix on some of our tracks or maybe even some of the horrible demos that, oh. uh, I mean, we played great, but I wish I could have somebody else sing it. I might actually I'm, pay money to hear that. I'd pay money to hire a real singer to perform on them <laughs> if I could get four tracks. Cause our singer had, uh, we actually had a singer at first, but he quit the band like two weeks before we already had studio time. And oh, no. again, even though I have a perfectionist attitude, I'm like, we've got to do this and do it now. So I just attempted to sing. Oh, wow. <laughs> But the music was good. Yeah, well, there you go. I got to hear it. So I hope you dust those tapes off and restore them. That'd be awesome. That's fine. We'll see. It'd be very cool. All right. Aim's looking at her questions. She's so funny. Yeah, I'm looking at her. She's looking. She's kind of trying to find the next one. Well, I know what the next one is. (coughs) Well, then do it. I'm just not real smooth at transitioning. She never is. You're fine. I am not smooth at all. I'll go, this is question number five. I'm like, no, stop. I'm motioning in the studio like, no, no, no. I just just am not smooth at all. Um, So... You're smooth. So, You're smooth. So, Wayne, <laughs> if yes. you had a million dollars handed to you tomorrow. A million. American money? It doesn't go as far as it used to. Should we make no. it a billion? No, no, one no. million. Okay, Rick says it can only be a million. Oh. If you had one million dollars handed to you tomorrow, what would you do with it? That was great, Amy. Wow. What would you do with it? <laughs> one million dollars. <laughs> I, I would, oh man, I would do a lot of things. I know, like you said, it doesn't go as far as it used to. Back in the day when our parents had a million dollars, they could have saved the world. That's right, Sonny. Million dollars to us is like a billion dollars. But I know the the first thing, one of the first things I would do is uh, my local church that I've attended, my wife and I, for about 15 years, they still have a mortgage uh, from building the church and like to pay that off. That'd be cool. And also, my wife and I and some other people that we know that uh, are in debt, we we just want to help get people out of debt because it's really kind of a shackle. Yeah. And so we're we're on the slow track, uh, getting out of debt and everything. So we want to get that taken care of. That's cool. As well as invest and just kind of make sure we can support the family, get things taken care of. And, uh, man, it's hard to say. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's a list of of a, a million things <laughs> that I'd like to spend a million dollars on. Well, you could go to the dollar store and you could buy a million things for a million dollars. Yeah. Have you ever been in the dollar store when they've asked for a price check on aisle seven? Yeah, why is that? <laughs> I've never understood that. Well, I've been in a dollar store where they have some things that aren't a dollar. Like they're two oh, for a dollar. Oh, wrong. Oh, my They're like goodness. two for a dollar. They should call it some things are a dollar store. Oh, and I guess a thing that came to mind, this is a, kind of a selfish thing that I would definitely do, is I would definitely buff up my my recording studio here. Oh, yeah. And I would hire a vocal coach to put together a killer voiceover demo for my business. I'd pay somebody to just revamp my entire website and take it to the next level. Oh, that would rock. Yes. Some of that, too. Excellent. That. That's fun. Those are, those are good things. Fantastic. All right. So 
now we've come to the point uh, for shameless plug time. I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> Wayne, you do several podcasts. You've been involved in several podcasts. And you're probably going to do several more over the years. <laughs> Question for you. What are those podcasts? What are the most near and dear ones to your heart? And that will that and how do people hear them? Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you. Uh, you can hear they're all in iTunes as well as you know other places. So if somebody uh, types you, in Wayne Henderson in the search box on iTunes, they're going to find you. You can find yes, yes, okay. and no. I should say you will definitely if you scroll down to the podcast section, right? You'll find that. But there's also a very famous um, older bluesy jazz musician named Wayne Henderson that, who has a lot of albums on iTunes. That's not too. you? Oh, I man. Wish. I have all those I albums, too, and I was going to have you sign them. Jeez. Yeah, it was pretty good. No. Okay. Sorry. So Go you ahead. could do that, or you could visit <coughs> the website at uh, mediavoiceovers.com. Say one more time? Mediavoiceovers.com. Okay, that's your website. Yeah, you can hear my voiceover demo there as well as clicking on the uh, podcast tab and check out all my shows. Probably the nearest and dearest to my heart right now, of course, Fringe Casting with Wayne and still with Dan. Fringe yeah. Casting with Wayne and Dan. Been doing that podcast since before Fringe even came out. Wow. Uh, I was just a solo podcaster then. I didn't realize how much I needed a, a co-host to bounce things off of. But uh, that one, you know, there's five or six more season episodes of Fringe this season. And unfortunately, this might be the final season of Fringe. Mm. So we've been there for the long haul. And through these final five or six episodes of this season, it's going to build up momentum. So I'm really digging doing the show right now. And also, you know, the NFL season, they announced the schedules today at the time of this recording. So I know who my Green Bay Packers are going to be playing this season and when. And I can say my Green Bay Packers because for Christmas, my wife got me a very generous Christmas gift bought me a share of stock ownership in the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. Wow. So I do the Packers Fan Podcast at PackersFanPodcast.com. And that, that show, we've got a co-host awesome. for that as well. That one's a lot of fun. But we're still in the off-season till at least the college draft comes up soon. Wow. Your wife must really love you because that would be like Amy <laughs> buying, me, buying me a share of stock in Spock. I, I or John Spock, Luke Spock? Picard and Paramount, Spock Paramount or something. No, I don't that sounds like a new song for you, Rick. Yeah. Spock, Spock, Stock. I can't even say that. Spock, Stock, Spock, Stock, Spock. Yeah. Okay. Now you sound Klingon. Yeah. So you got that going on. Yeah. Uh, some of my. <laughs> um, I my original show, tuning in with Wayne Henderson, which uh, going back to August of '05, where I just talk about whatever I want. Uh, ballroom dancing. Uh, That's the, right. Who makes you, the best chocolate dipped cones in town? You and your wife, I hear, are really good dancers. We're pretty good. We can no longer afford to go take the intense um, lessons at the local Arthur Murray studio until we, you know, get some of the debt taken care of and things right. like that. But right. but we're pretty good. And so we love doing the foxtrot and the waltz and the swing and things like that. Yes, but do you tango? I know five moves. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you know, if you do those five over and over. There you go. You get bored in a hurry. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah. You guys should try it sometime. Oh, you know, I used to be the ballroom dancer he, in the family. He actually took ballroom dancing in college. I did. And I, um, growing up Baptist, was not allowed was to dance. Was not allowed to dance. 
And so, I had to. I had to. Actually, she does pretty good. The robot. So I had to teach her how to loosen up a little <laughs> I, bit. I am pretty stiff. I I do dance with Rick like at wedding receptions and stuff now. But but when we were in college, I would stand outside the gym doors and see him dancing with all these other ladies and, and oh my and goodness, my I don't know how you could stand that. <laughs> and why do you think I went to dance class? <laughs> It wasn't because of the dancing. Thank you very I much. Think it's, I think Here you go. it, it right. also fulfilled his PE requirement for That's college. true. I didn't have to do weightlifting. I just had to traipse around the gym floor. He, he's actually pretty good on his feet. I mean, Excellent. Pretty, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was told I have um, good floor craft. Ooh, floor craft. That's, I've never heard yeah. that term before. You have good Ballroom floor craft. Term. There you go. It sounds like I should be in a Harry Potter movie. Well, see, no. you say floor craft, and I think of like people putting down fake cheese on the floor and stepping on it. Get that, it? That's craft, really craft odd. cheese. Yeah. Oh. Craft singles. That was really bad, dear. <laughs> well, that's what I thought of immediately when he so, said that. So Wayne, so yes. are, were there were there more podcasts that you've done, or or were those that you have the the football one? And you have the, 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 the football Packers, one. Packers the fan Packers. podcast. You have the French, French casting with Wayne and Dan. Come close. I've got a quick question for you. Have you ever felt like you're out on the edge? Let's maybe call it the fringe. I happen to know someone who's fluent in gobbledygook. Well, I might be that guy. I'm Wayne Henderson. And I'm Dan, Metal Dan on Twitter. And together, we are the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast, devoted to the TV show Fringe. Check out Fringe Casting at MediaVoiceOvers.com slash Fringe, also in iTunes, the Zoom Marketplace, etc. Then call us with your Fringe thoughts and theories on our listener line at area code 206-984-1446. Thank you for your attention and have a nice day. Tuning in tuning with, Wayne, in with Henderson. Wayne Henderson. Yes, and and the Packers fan podcast is actually kind of a spinoff of tuning in with Wayne Henderson because I yeah. used to talk about the Packers now and then. I'm like, why don't I just give it its own show? Yeah. So who knows? Maybe I'll start my own just spinoff the ballroom dancing part. Oh, that'd be but kind I, of fun. And and you did hear you did hear my confession on the last taken with you that I actually haven't listened to your Packers one. I listened once. That's that's quite all right. Hey, it, it in late September when the Packers come up to Seattle to play your Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, right. Tune in that week. Okay, get some. Local I promise you, fact, I will. And you just let me know if there's anything in. on any any time. If there's anything that I might be interested, in, just let me know and I'll listen to it. Because you're on Stitcher Radio. Now you've probably heard us talk about this before. Maybe. Maybe. This, maybe. That um, I have. I've been listening to you guys for years. <laughs> for years. Um, well, when we watch this, we only watch one football game a year. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. And generally, Rick tapes it and fast forwards through the football to see the commercials. Sounds a little backwards, but hey, whatever works for you. Well, then I make snacks because that's always important. Yeah. You do make some excellent snacks. I've seen the yeah. YouTube videos. That's right. The, the that's funny right. thing is. You saw me break my stove with a The funny thing is, is that. I'm probably the person in the family that's most likely to actually watch the football. There you go. Which is, you know, so, kind of backwards. Should I tell him the story? No, I'm no gonna you're not going to tell the story. Right. I so, get in trouble. So Next February, long? when yeah. the Packers oh, are back okay. in the Super Bowl. 
Okay. Oh, All, right. Okay. All right. So how long have you been listening to Taken With You? And I'm surprised that you can put up with us more than a couple <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I think it's been a couple years now. You know how they say time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. There you go. Sure. But uh, And I can't remember exactly how I learned about your podcast. Wasn't it through Jeff Roney? It, it was through Jeff Roney. And I forget if maybe you had a promo that you played on one of his other podcast that he did before the once upon a time fan podcast he had you know roni's own radio and some great interviews on there yeah I, maybe he played one of the promos for your show he could have. or just talked you up a lot said but i had to go check it out he's a nice guy we really like yeah, we've had I've, him on the show before i've listened i've heard to, him i've listened yeah. to several of their once upon a time because i really do enjoy that show i i have to i don't think i've watched it this week because we were out of town but it was a rerun this week i think anyway right the new yeah. episodes start this Sunday, the day that yeah. this episode probably hits the feeds. There yeah, you go. Yeah, so I'll I'll probably be taping it and or recording it, however you, you do download it, you know. it, dear. And actually, now yeah. that you lose use Stitcher Radio, mm-hmm. if he's on, is, is Once Upon a Time on Stitcher? Mm, I I could tell. Not you sure. I believe uh, I believe the Once Upon a Time fan podcast might be okay. I told Jeff it'd be a good idea to get on there. It's a great idea. It's a great, great thing. By the way, everybody, we're on Stitcher Radio. So is Wayne. That's right. You can find us at Stitcher.com. I I have... um, Wayne is actually... Your fringe casting is the top one on That's because it's brand new. Did it finally come through, Wayne? 43 minutes... Yesterday. That sounds like it might be the most recent episode. We've right. been I, I didn't have it on mine yet. My okay, I'll, one. I'll look. Okay, so you've been listening to us for a while, but I don't have um, "Once Upon a Time" on my Stitcher. Well, we'll have to look. Yeah, maybe he's not on yeah, there. We gotta find iTunes. that puppy. That's an it's excellent show. ITunes. Yes, it is. It's on my iTunes though. So, okay, so so you've been listening to "Take Him With You." What what do you like about it? <laughs> I asked that hesitantly because, you know, wow. how, how do you ask uh, that question? Well, I, don't I know. like how you cover all sorts of things. It's got a very casual feel to it, as people can tell by listening right yeah, now. I was just going to say, <laughs> structure, it's, it's, what's that? I, I like the different segments. I like learning about what's going on around the Moyer household. I like when you um, have mysteries of the Bible. <laughs> and and touch on the, the spiritual concepts of the week and read a lot of the listeners uh feedback back to whatever uh, you posted the question in facebook and things like that and we get a lot of involvement on that i'm pretty surprised oh yeah that's excellent stuff as well as um i i like hearing the other promos for other podcasts that you have on there that's where i first learned about uh alan joyce and their really? uh, their disney podcast and now um the amazing race podcast oh, another one of my favorite one. shows uh. though i don't know what it says about me that <laughs> To go back to your earlier question. Yeah. Well, maybe you like adventure. I would like to go to Tokyo, Japan, and the rest of Japan, That'd as well good. as England, someday in my life and spend a few weeks of, in Japan and England. That would be awesome. And my wife will agree to do it if I also go a few weeks to Italy and she can go to the uh, gold district and do some window shopping. That's cool. Or real shopping. I would, you know, if I, yeah, that would be awesome. Rick. Where do I want to go in Italy? And this is ironic since I don't drink wine. (laughs) That's kind of a hint. Where do you want to go? In Italy. I've told you several times there's some place I'd like to go in Italy. In Italy? Yeah. Uh, Just a minute. I got to think. I talked about it. Vineyards? 
Yeah. Well, I just think we have vineyards so, here. We could go I to. know, but they're different looking. Less over airfare there. if we go like <laughs> 20 we, miles. We actually drove through vineyards last weekend when we were up um, going and to the And they are so ticked off at us because we ran over all these <laughs> grapes. We drove by, oh. by the vineyards. I just think, I just love farmland, you know, maybe because I grew up a farm girl, but I love driving through farmland on a road, not actually through the. Pastures. Pastures. Okay. Even right. though I have driven through lots of pastures in my lifetime who are really getting off. You, so, know, you know what I like about Wayne listening to Take Him With You? <laughs> okay, what? Can I tell you, Wayne? Sure, you, go for it. All right. You actually give feedback, which is really nice. That is nice. I mean, you know, as a podcaster, sometimes it's difficult when, when you don't hear anything. Oh, absolutely. And it's I so agree. nice 100%. when people actually listen and really listen to it and they're liking it and they or or maybe they don't like something and they say, well, I didn't really relate with that part of it, but I like this. You know, that's just invaluable to a podcaster. Yeah, that's nice to know. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you. You are welcome as well. <laughs> okay. okay. So as we wind down, um, last but not least, Wayne. We have a lot of people on this podcast. They may not go to church, but they listen to the podcast and they are believers and they pray. And they they will pray for people from time to time. If you could ask for prayer for you and your wife, what would be some of the things that, that we could pray for you about? Oh, my. I'm going to take back what I said at the very beginning. This is the hardest question that's ever been asked of me in an interview type of situation. Really? Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. I, I I could certainly use some prayer for, you know, focus and creativity as well as the motivation to get moving as far as diet and exercise. Uh-huh. I really need to turn that corner. And I've been hearing from some other people that recently started a steady regimen of that type of thing that it also, as a side benefit, helped with their creativity and their motivation and everything else. So I think uh, prayers for that would, I would cherish those. That would be fantastic. Very good. That's that's very cool. Good. Okay. Well, we definitely can do that. So, folks listening, there you go. Add Wayne and his wife to your list of people that you pray for, and uh, specifically in the area of of uh, getting motivated and moving forward and all the things that God has for him. That's cool. I'm humbled. Thank you, Rick well, and you're, Amy. You're, Very, very welcome. welcome. In fact, we're going to pray for you before we go. Yes, we are. I'm looking over at my wife. She's looking at me. Yeah. Go for (laughs) it, dear. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) let's pray for you right now, Wayne. Father, we lift up Wayne to you and his wife, and we thank you for their lives. We thank you, God, for the inspiration that he is to so many people and uh, the creativity that you put on the inside of him. Thank you that he cares enough to put out podcasts and that he cares enough to interact on the social media and that he loves his family. And you can you can hear that and you can you can see that in his life. And we're so grateful for a person like him and for him, especially in the area of feedback and and the encouragement that he gives to so many, not just us, but so many other people. Uh, We lift him up before you right now, and we ask, God, that you would, just like everybody listening to this podcast, that you would give us all uh, your direction, and you would give us um, motivation to do what's right, and specifically the things that you want us to do in our own lives. 
Uh, and thank you, God. Thank you for the, the inspiration. Thank you for the kindness and the love that you have for us and the amazing plan that you have for our lives. Um, we, just, we just thank you, God, so much for Wayne, and we ask you to bless him and continue to uh, open and expand doors and opportunities for him to do all that you've called him to do. And we thank you for him now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Wayne, for being on the program. Oh, Amy and Rick, thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm I'm humbled and honored to to be part of uh, this episode of the uh, Take Him With You podcast. Well, you know, you can find that at TakeHimWithYou.com. <laughs> That's right. I need to. You and Jen. I have Jen making up some uh, some cool little uh, liners for us. I'll have to have you do some too because you have such that whatever ra- you want. The amazing killer radio voice. I wish I could do that, but I just. I'll trade you some of that for uh, some of your uh, musical skills there. All right. Okay. It's a deal. (laughs) It's a deal. So uh, I hope that everybody has learned a little bit more about one of your favorite podcasters and mine, Wayne Henderson. And, of course, you can get a hold of Wayne by going to MediaVoiceOvers.com. That's his website. You can also write to him on email. And how do they get a hold of you on email? Uh, They can just send an email to Wayne at MediaVoiceOvers.com. Oh, Just trying to keep it simple. That's, <laughs> that is simple, and it's very cool. Well, there you go. That was an awesome time with Wayne, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really great hearing from him, and um, I probably am going to be listening to some of his podcasts today when I am out doing some yard work this afternoon. Yeah, that's Yay. cool. I, I just, uh, I already listened to his, uh, my on my schedule today is to listen to the new um, Amazing Race podcast with Alan Joyce. Oh. The Fast Forward, sorry, Amazing Race Fast Forward podcast. It's so hard to, to say all these different things. <laughs> I watched a really cool video they put out too, which is just awesome, about um, from Disneyland Electronica. It was really cool. Oh, I bet you'd love that. I did love that. I'd love mm-hmm. to be there and see that. Someday I'm going to. Yeah. We Someday, need, you know, my friends. One of these days we'll have grandbabies and we'll have to take our grandbabies to Disneyland. Yeah. I need a few good contracts and then I can then we can take some time off and go somewhere, which would be really fun. Yeah, well, we, we took one day off. Yeah, I went to the tulip farm. And we farm, went to the so. tulip farm. <laughs> so I hope everybody was encouraged with today's program. Uh, we will be back next week with some fun and exciting things. We're going to branch out uh, again now into another Sunday Sunday Cool series. And this time we're going to be talking um, about a different subject than Joseph's life because we're done with Joseph's life. Mm, and you'll have to find so, out what it is. Yeah, so stick around. Because it should I be need very to fun. find out what it you, is. You don't know what it is either? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, well truth talk. be known, I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually we'll we have... We'll pray about it. <laughs> no, we have them all planned out. We just have to sit down and look at the list. That's all. Okay. So we'll get there. All right, everybody. Thanks uh, for being uh, for listening to the program. Uh, again, if you want to get a hold of us, all you have to do is write to us, Rick at takingwithyou.com. Or Amy at takingwithyou.com. We're both like flub, 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 flub. <laughs> that was a good. Wait, what was that? <laughs> Stop it. You're embarrassing me. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I turned red. How come I turned red? I don't know. Hey, if you want to help us out with the podcast, we have some really, really cool friends that send us a donation from uh, now and again. And we really, really appreciate it because it means that we can pay the the heat bill and the 
water bill and all that jazz. So that's really cool when you do that. You can, um, through our PayPal account, just it's rick at takingwithyou.com is the email address for that. Or you can just go to our website, takingwithyou.com, and click on the donate button. I'm going to enunciate my words. Go ahead, dear. Thank you for listening to the Taking With You podcast. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Moira Multimedia LLC. How did you? It's kind of scary. <laughs> Quote the Raven. Nevermore. Oh, I'm not an Edgar Allan Poe fan, so let's just finish up here. All right, we're done now. Okay, have okay. a great week, everybody. Yeah, thanks again, Wayne. Okay, bye. Yo, yo, for sizzle. in sci-fi podcast stand by to receive our transmission sci-fi entertainment news and commentary i am locutus of borg star trek episode analysis captain of the uss enterprise Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes.
My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey Day! I'll be back. Thank you, Sarah, for your courage through the dark years. I can't help you with what you must soon face except to say that the future is not set. You must be stronger than you imagine you can be. You must survive or I will never exist. Come with me if you want to live. Hasta la vista, baby. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. Ever. Until you are dead. I swear I will not kill anyone.
back. Cyborgs don't feel pain. I do. Don't do it. Just let me go. Listen and understand. That Terminator is out there.